Thank you for listening to this podcast from The Wave Ministries. Visit thewavecolumbus.com for more information. Welcome to The Wave Podcast. I am Danny Ortiz. My brother, Michael Red here in the building. My brother, we have, I'm doing good. I'm doing really good. Um, We've been in and out of the town, you and I, and it's been a good thing. Um, But I'm personally doing well. Uh, We had such an amazing time this weekend uh, with some fellas that uh, we just uh, got real, got in in the face of God. But you and I have been, I think, conversing almost every single day. We cannot let go of what we are in, not what we're studying, what we're in. So people people have gotten a hold of us. All those who have texted and called, I received a text from worship leaders and from folks that are here that these podcasts are blessing them, Mike. And so um, how are you doing and how are you feeling uh, where we've been at? Uh, two different questions, but how are you? I'm doing great. Um, you know, we, we kind of know how both of us are doing, but to let the people who are listening know we're doing great. I was, <laughs> I had to say that because we talk every day, all day, every day. But 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 uh, was, both of us was out of town. He was in New York. I was in Seattle, two opposite ends of the country. Yeah. Um, ironically, experiencing the same type of things. <laughs> that that's <laughs> it. listen. Not only so that so that people could understand uh, the connection that is so crazy. Not only are we experiencing <laughs> the same thing on our flights back, watching the same movie. That's exactly it's, right. It's just it's just that's exactly right. If you want to live a weird yeah. life. Just hang out with Mike and I, and you really be, you be really, you get weirded out really quick to find out this is too uh, this is too crazy. <laughs> well, that's why we covered it, brother. Yeah, you know, 100%. That's, that's covered it and linked up, man. But it's funny to go deeper, experiencing the same thing on the same day. Yeah, probably at the same time. Who knows? Yeah, but uh, yeah, but we, you know, I'm doing well, and and uh, again, this series has been so rich. Uh, the, the deeper we go and, and dissecting um, the scriptures um, theologically um, has been has been life changing. Um, um, and this is this has been, I think, one of the great great series we've done in podcasting because we're unlocking some things by the Spirit that has been laid dormant or closed off to a lot of people's ears and. Um, but uh, thank God for the platform that we have to be able to share uh, the truths of what God has had not only has done, but what He is doing um, going forward. I agree, man. I I I know. Like I was just looking at all the podcasts. Um, I listened to them um, just to see where we we've been at, and you know, I don't know. We just keep it at you know. I don't know what it's going to divide, but I know the the material has to get out. Some folks have been telling me the material has to get out. I, I have it's it's just weird. And I'm not I'm not afraid of saying this. There's so much I've studied this John chapter four for a long time. You and I both have <laughs> and read every commentary. I'm talking about thousands of commentaries for the last uh, couple of thousand years. And some of the depth that God has taken us, I think the 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 world needs to hear. And I'm just gonna declare that. And and folks are declaring that, I'm declaring that with them, that some of the stuff that the world needs to hear. Um, because it's it's from a new uh, perspective, and I believe in from <coughs> for a now perspective. You know what I mean? I believe uh, we were we were in um, we were in journey to get to where we are today, and I hope that don't sound mm. anywhere um, 
prideful in any way because I don't mean it like that. I'm just saying that we have been uh, walking the earth, I think, uh, thousands of years to unfold some of the stuff that God is saying to today and, and, and still some of the stuff that God wants to say. And I believe that when we tapped into the spirit, the spirit of God is always moving. He's always revealing. He's always bringing um, greater thought and greater imagination and curiosity to different things. And I believe um, we were just crazy enough to believe and crazy enough to be curious. I'm going to say that again. We were crazy enough to be curious. And I believe God is speaking some truths. And I believe last week, um, the truth on women and releasing them into their purpose, into their destiny, and seeing mm. this story from new lenses um, really are setting people free um, to think beyond what the religion that's been handed to us of uh, to think beyond a thought pattern that someone has given you for a scripture and say, this is what this means. And this is what it's always going to mean. And I believe there's uh, from glory, from glory to glory. Uh, somebody was saying the other day, we need a revolution. I said, no, we need, we need a revelation. And I believe God is That's wanting it. us to get more revelation of the scriptures That's so it. that we can know him more and we can display him more on the earth. Come on, man, man. Dude, that's so good. I, Revelation, you said a mouthful, and I want to just capitalize it because I just it hit my heart when you said that. That outside of the spirit, Danny, worship can never be categorized as truth and knowledge. Mm -hmm. Out, God, outside of God's revelation, to your point, worship yes. can never be categorized um, as truth and knowledge. And, and actually, that comment of what I just shared and what you just shared is actually found in this story. Because this woman is trying to capture, <laughs> she's trying to capture truth outside of the spirit. Now, we're going to get to that at some point in the, in the podcast, but you know how I like to softball segue into the podcast with- Listen, with, uh, listen, with you said something powerful <laughs> when I say this. I'll say this because we're not even going there today. I'm going to go somewhere else. And I do want to read a scripture that that this highlight is something that we were talking about early. But you're 100% correct because when he mentioned spirit and truth, what he was mentioned is the due to two different, two different cultures that are faced in this story that are dealing with two different things. The Jews are dealing with yeah. not worshiping in spirit. And the Samaritans are dealing with not worshiping in truth. I'll just leave it at that. Mm -hmm. I'll leave it at mm -hmm. that. So he's attacking both of them because he's he's letting them understand that both are wrong, both are needing to improve, both are needing to grow, and he's here to show them what really truth is, which which is an, an, <sighs> an available person. But but I know. Listen, that's why I, you you messed me up because you sent me. I want to read this. I want to read this. I want to read this. Yeah, I gotta go there because you messed me up because you threw that out. <laughs> but I gotta, I gotta, I gotta go. I gotta go here. We were talking about earlier uh, today for about an hour on how we there are filters and litmus tests that people don't like, but there are ways that there are fruits that we can see if people are walking in full worship, right? And I think sometimes it's a journey to get there. And 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 the, the the journey is not for whether I'm right or wrong. The journey is whether I'm mature, right? Because it takes maturity, I believe, to walk in true worship, which is true oneness. And then we were saying something earlier, which you popped up these words, and that worship, true worship is death. 
I yeah. think you said it somewhere like that, right? You said it. Yes. You said yes. it. You said it somewhere, right? So, 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 so. Then I said, "True worship is oneness, but oneness is only happens through the filter of death." Then I came home, and as I was getting ready for the the pod, Romans twelve one, which I've read a thousand times, but again, these are new revelations that the Holy Spirit. And I read it in the ESV and the C and the CSB, and both of them like solidified what we were talking about earlier. Even though we know we talk in scripture, I love this. And I and I tell me, Mike, what you think about this, because this is exactly what we were talking about earlier, and it landed different this time. Though you've heard me talk about this a thousand times because it's one of my favorite scriptures in the Bible, Romans 12, 1. Mm. But it, I'm gonna read ESV version and the CSB version. The, the ESV version says. I appeal to you, therefore, brothers, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable, which is your spiritual worship. Now, right. he was dealing with St. Bettini and her spiritual worship. Yeah. She was understanding worship from not a spiritual point of view, which we're going to go see even here further when we're going to go dig into the next portion of this which is 19 20 and 21 he was still trying to move her to the spiritual part of worship but part of her dealing with the past was are you willing to die to the past are you willing to go through the death process are you willing to present your body as a living sacrifice are you willing to die which is holy and acceptable to God so that this can be the act of worship and I can take you to a deeper place of worship. Mm. Oh, okay. I'm, I'm afraid to share some stuff because you're going to cut me off and say we're not there yet. But the no, no, no. Say it, say it, say it, say it. He did not invalidate her perspective of worship. He, yes. It was a connotation, though, of the fact that it was inferior. He's teaching her from glory to glory. <laughs> yeah. To your point. He's, he, he's expressing and sharing, and she's experiencing a moment of glory to glory. And when I, the more I studied this, the more I looked into this, the more I realized that he did not invalidate her perspective of worship or the mountains or... Her, the Samaritan's perspective. What he is saying, though, there is a greater, there is more, there is a I, better I way. I agree, but she didn't want to let go, right? And so oh, I think no, he, he, yeah. he continued to. Yeah, I agree a thousand percent because he knew what she where she was coming from. Yeah. Which again, I think a lot of times but, you don't. But hold, but hold, hold. Approach it. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. But that's why he goes on to say that those that worship me have to worship me as what in spirit and in truth. Yeah, yeah, spirit. Yeah. Again, but, she's outside but, the realm of the spirit. So she's not gonna she's not gonna she's not gonna see it because she can't see it through the spirit. But go ahead, because she, she's holding on to the tradition of men. She's holding on to the traditions that was handed over. She's holding on to the very thing. See, sometimes what see, happens ooh. to us, the very go thing ahead, that dude. got us here, we think there's gonna that that the very thing that got us to the place we at, we think that's the very thing that's gonna be for eternal. And and what we don't understand, it just got us here. Come it's on, not dude. meant to get us to the next place. And so what we try to do, because it got us here, we want to validate it so much. And, and, and we almost feel like we're losing part of ourselves because God's like, yeah, that was a place I had 
you to come to here. But it's like, no, I want it. I want it. And God's like, yeah, but that's what religion is, right? I've heard you say it a thousand times. Religion is is staying uh, uh, staying in the right place for too long, right? That's right. And so for 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 her, it was it was like all my life I have been pushed to this moment, right? But she doesn't want to let it go. Just like we don't want to let it go. We don't want to get let go of the religion Come because on, it's like it's got me here. Like, am, should I be mad that I was in church all that time as a kid? Do you want me to be mad at my dad and my mom or my uncle or my pastor for giving me? And 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 what folks take is they take it as a personal attack. When God is really just saying, I'm not a, trying to attack you. I'm just trying to move you forward. And in order for you to move forward, you have to die to what you was there so that I can go. do something new, right? And so the newness is what he's trying to do. But if you don't see it through the eyes of the spirit, you think that it's an attack because That's you're it. still trying to hold on to those favorite moments that you had. And God's like, you wow. can keep those moments, but those moments led you here, but I'm going to move you forward. And I'm going to move in a different way. And we don't want God to move in a different way. Dude, that's so powerful. Is she any different than Nicodemus then, from a Samaritan standpoint? Because what we fail to realize when we study this, because we've been so lazy theologically, is that she was astute theologically. She, was, she, she knew, knew the Torah. She knew it. She knew, I, I, she, you asked a question there, though. I got to answer it. You asked a question. Oh, I, go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. From this perspective, I, I had to set it up. She's theologically astute. She knows the Torah. Yes, she does. She, know, she has a different perspective of it, of Deuteronomy chapter 12, verse 5, but knows it, though. Yeah. And to your point, I'm going back to your point. I'm asking a question. Is she any different than Nicodemus in that regard in this moment? Now, we know uh, the end of the her life, but what I mean by that, to your point, holding on to the past, Hold on to traditions, hold on to uh, uh, old revelation, old understanding, and not letting go. Does that make sense? What I'm saying to you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. In and I would moment, say, I would say, I would say, she is, she, she's not different, but she is. I think one of the things because it hit me when you said that you're 100 percent correct. Right now at this moment, she's looking at things the way he did. She just had more curiosity than he did. I think, I think he didn't have no curiosity. He just kept to. Now this is what I know, and uh, I don't want to let it go. He came at night, though. He came. He came, he he came at night. He did come, yeah, yeah. But he I came think at night. He came. Yes, he came. Right. So he has some level of curiosity. Yes. Again, yes. her level was yes. probably uh, you know, again because he does something with. There's a there's a difference to their curiosity, right? Because I agree. Clearly, clearly, we don't see anything more of him, <laughs> and clearly, she experienced something that no one had experienced from this time, right? From from. Before to now, no one experienced what she experienced, which is the revelation of Jesus. Well, and then beyond that, from a practical standpoint, this is the longest conversation that he had with anybody. Yes. In scripture. Yeah, yeah. Recorded. Yeah, yeah. The longest conversation that he has with anybody. And the woman's name is not even mentioned. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Nic Nicodemus's name is mentioned in chapter three. Her name is not mentioned in chapter four. But we know yeah. what, we know what the end result of this story is. Yeah, and we know her name from from other writings, but I I think I think her curiosity, man, and her willingness to die because because remember yeah. when when one of the things before we get to twenty, because it's a great conversation, remember she did say in verse fifteen, "Sir, give me this water," <laughs> like yeah, like Nicodemus didn't say that, you know, 
no. he's he's listening to the conversation of water. He's like, what the heck are you talking about? You want me to go back into my mother's belly? Like he's mm -hmm. not understanding, right? Her, mm -hmm. she's like, hey, let me get this water. Sir, it's one of my favorite lines here. Sir, give me this water. And I may never thirst again. So there was a there was a there was some willingness to let go of some things. Mm -hmm. There was some so much theological things that she was not willing to let go because she was so stuck. And 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 again, so that people can understand, let's go to verse 19 and 20 so that we can. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna do a little bit of the touching of the 20 because you mentioned Deuteronomy. And I'm gonna read Deuteronomy 11 just so that folks can understand how how integral it is that she's trying. What is he? What is he? What is the exchange here? What is the knowledge that she have that mm -hmm. he's really going after Jesus with this trust on? Like trust where I'm taking you. Trust the spiritual thing because she has a lot of promises that she believes that she is upholding just by even mm -hmm. standing at that well, right? So there's not. Again, I want to collate it to what we do today because I think today we get so stuck on what God did. We think we know what he's doing, but we definitely can't see what he's going to do. Yeah, it, it, it's 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 what you said earlier. You know, um, it's 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 holding on to what God did and missing out on what God is doing. Yeah. Right. What God did was so incredible and unfathomable. We hold on to that memory. We hold on to those moments, right? And we make a monument out of it. <clears throat> and we miss out on what God is doing and what he's going to do. And uh, I, I've learned in my own personal walk with God that the kingdom has everything to do with how we manage loss. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. How we manage loss. Listen, we, we, we ought to get comfortable with never ever being attached to what God did. Right. Be uncomfortable because, being uncomfortable. Yeah, 100%. I mean, practically speaking, I remember a couple of years ago, Danny, um, I was in my closet. And you've been in my closet. And and I had some shirts that were really, 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 really nice. And I tried them on just to see where they are now, you know, a year or two later after having it for a couple of years. My wife said, honey, you can't wear that shirt anymore. It's it's too small. It's gone through too many washes. It's shrunk on you. And it was like, man, but I love this shirt. But the reality is that I don't fit that anymore. And what she was encountering was growth and maturity. She was growing out of a wineskin. She was growing out of an ideology. She was growing out, growing out of old theology, right? Theology, to your point, right? And growing up and growing out is, is challenging sometimes. And, and so you have to let go. To your point, you have to let go of what was. And when you do that, you forget sometimes what you get. Yeah. Right. And so, and so what she was getting was something that was incomprehensible, right? A new husband, she was getting eternal life, and yeah. she was getting a chance in her life to be optimized fully for the kingdom. Yeah. And in your case, she was getting a new shirt. Of course. I mean, <laughs> yeah, well, of course. 
<laughs> well, of course. Uh, well, of course. <laughs> well, of course. Well, of course. <laughs> you so silly. You so silly. I'll expose you today. <laughs> listen, that's all it's time. Help us, Lord. That's right. Help us, Lord. Listen, listen. <laughs> no, you're 100% correct because it's uncomfortable, man. Uh, it is. Leave, leaving what we knew about God. Yes. To get to know God. It's hard. I'm gonna say that again. It is. It's so good. It is. Say it again. Leaving what it is uncomfortable leaving what we knew about God to know God. And God is so vast and he's so layered that there's so much for him to know. And a lot of times what brought you to the place of the knowledge of the revelation is just to bring you, it's is the travel agent, right? It's like, uh, I see yeah. it this way. It's like, I, I, you know, tomorrow we both got to fly out this week. So I got to fly out, right? It's like flying out when I fly out to Connecticut, you flying out to, I won't Florida. say where you're destined, Florida. And yeah. and saying, I want to I wanna drive the plane around Florida. Right. Like, right. no, you, it, it brought you here, but right. it, can't, it can't take you around the streets. You know what I mean? And that's what we do. Like, And then you can get mad about it all day long. I'm like, well, I love that plane. That seat in that plane was comfortable. Yeah, but it can't go down those streets, Doc. Yes. You know what I mean? And so yes. we do the same thing with God. Like, God, you brought us here. But he's, and he's like, no, but it's something different. There's a different perspective. I, that's I, you know, it, man. I always tell folks this. If you want to know the language of perspective, if you want to, I'm going to give you an exercise to do. All those who... For those who are listening to me in this country, I was saying this country, because we got folks in other countries, but I'll give you a perspective if you live in another country. If you're in this country and you drive, go to where you drive every day, and one day don't drive. One day just walk. But take the same route that you normally drive. The perspective between you driving and walking are two different perspectives. You see a lot more. You explore a lot more. You're able to do it at a different pace. And you ever to see, oh, I didn't know that that house had the red door there. Well, you drive it every single day for the last 20 years, but you drive so fast, you don't notice it. But when you're yeah. walking, you notice the red door, right? Yeah. The same thing if you live in another country and you're used to riding a bike everywhere, right? Don't ride the bike, walk. Because that hill that has that dip in it always had the dip in it, but you aren't now noticing the dip because you're walking into the dip yeah. instead of flying over it with a, with a bike, right? So if we slow down enough and we just let the Lord lead us by the spirit to the perspectives that he wants to see in us, that he wants to show us and he wants us to see, that's all he's doing is changing the perspective. He's showing you a different, a different side of who he is, but doesn't invalidate the side that he showed you before. No, come on, D. And, and, but it's just a new side of him that he wants to yeah. show you. And, a lot of times he needed to show, see, this is where we get uncomfortable. Because sometimes he, oh, God forbid that he needed that religion because that's the only way you're going to get in because you couldn't see it any other way. So I'm not demonizing even religion. What I'm saying is religion may have got you to say, I I, I, I do to God, but it doesn't mean it was his perfect plan for you. doesn't mean that, on, that it's perfect plan to get to know him in a deeper realm. It brought you here. Let When I was young, I thought like I was young. Now I'm old. I think different, the word says. So I, I operate different as you get maturity. And you go, well, I just don't need that thought pattern anymore. You know, Jesus said, whoever loses his life for my sake will find it. Mm -hmm. 
and 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 let me validate people's transition right now. I feel like there's people listening to us right now, Danny, who are in transition out of religion, right? Transition and period in their lives. And it's going to be painful. Yeah. It's going to hurt because that's what you've known. And there were beautiful moments within what you've known. And it's scary to transition because there's no point of reference where to go. But I'm telling you now, and as a living witness, and Danny, I know you, you've done this with me for 16 years and together, we've seen some things, we've had to let go of some things to see some things. Let me say that again. We had to let go of some things to see That's some right. things. That's right. We had to let go of some things to see some things. So there's some of you right now that are listening that are transitioning out of a mindset. This scripture I just read to you that Jesus said, whoever loses life for my sake will find it, is not just a salvation scripture. It is an ideology, a perspective, yeah. a perception of life that God has shifted me from, right? And embrace it. Don't run from it, but embrace it. It's going to hurt. It's going to be painful, but it's so glorious once you get past the pain and the hurt because he's with you and he's taking you to a place that you've never been before. Ooh, ooh, such, ooh, a power, ooh. such a powerful point because he's ooh. talking to Jews that only knew the Torah. Yeah. And he's telling them the life that you live is not going to be the life that you're going to live. Yeah, That's why we see in Ephesians where Peter's having um, not Ephesians, Colossians with, where Peter's having the issue of letting go of his old life. Yeah. Right? He, um, yeah. He's having the issue of should I let go of my Judaism? Should I be yeah. a Jew? Should I make others be a Jew? Is it okay for me to be a Jew? Well, I'm going to just make people be Jews like I am. And then who behold comes Paul and rebukes him. It's like, what are you doing? They're not Jews. Mm -hmm. And I know that you <laughs> are having issues with still balancing this thing out, but I'm telling you there's a new way. Um, and what is what? what uh, I gotta read it. Go ahead, no, go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, no, Peter came to him. What Peter came to Antioch, right? Yeah, right. And Paul said, I opposed him to his face. That's what he says, man. Right. So, yeah, you're absolutely right. What is it? Uh, man, I gotta find it. I gotta find it. I've been crucified with Christ, nevertheless, that I lived that that Christ lived in me and the life that I now live. He said, right. Um, let me, mm -hmm. I got to look for this, man. Hold on one second. <laughs> I, you just don't know you're going to read this stuff, but, oh man, because it's, it's when, it's when Paul, Paul opposed it. Galatians, that's what I meant. I know we need the chapter two, but listen, we'll listen to this. Man. He opposes him. He says, uh, now Peter had come to Antioch, withstood him to, uh, and I, which is Paul, stood him because he was, he was to be blamed. <laughs> He just straight out tell him. <laughs> For before he was, certain, he, was he was wrong. Before some men came from James, he would eat with the Gentiles. But when yeah. they came, he withdrew and separated himself. Yeah, seeing those who were of circumcision, and the rest of the Jews also played the hypocrite with him, so that even Barnabas was carried away with the hypocrisy. But when I saw yes. that they were not straight, I love this. Well, so they're not straightforward <laughs> about the truth of the gospel. We've been talking about truth the whole time. About the personhood of Jesus. I said to Peter before them all, 
if you being Jew live in the matter of the Gentiles and not as the Jews, why do you compel Gentiles to Meaning you've been living like right. the Gentile right. since That's Jesus right. touched you. That's What's right. happening? That's right. You, That's you right. haven't been living. Why? Because you heard the words of Jesus in Matthew 16 when he said, in order for you to have your life, you have to lose it. Yes. You've lost yes. it. But you're telling these Gentiles they got to gain the life that you lost. Yeah. 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 You want them to pick up what you like, what you gave up. Yeah. Yeah. And Paul's like, that's yeah. not going to happen on my watch. Look at what he says, verse 16. Knowing that what a man is not justified by the works of the law, but by his faith in Jesus. He's like, man, listen, you let go all that stuff for Jesus. You trying to bring these people back to the same thing you left go. It's all about Jesus. And yes. again, the famous scripture here is verse 20. I've been crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, nevertheless, not I that live, but Christ that live with me in the life which I now live in the flesh. I live by faith in the Son of God, in him. Yeah. Who loved me again. Yeah. And so yeah. here, Peter was having an issue. He was having a glitch moment. And he was like, you know what? I gave this stuff up, but man. When they when the religious <laughs> folks get around me, I want I, That's I, I, right. I perk up and I want to be religious. Now I I don't blame him because I've been there. Of course, Come on, man. Let's let's be honest. Of course, on, man. Let's talk about this. Of course, we all been there. It it, it is it wheels us back in, man. <laughs> but we need men full of faith like Paul and say, "Didn't something ain't straight here? Something ain't nah. right here?" And say, nah. "It's all about Jesus." That's man, right. Man, what a gospel. Man, it is all rest on Jesus, Peter. It is not yes. rest on the 613 laws. It's not <laughs> rest on anything that you did prior Jesus. It rests fully on Jesus and you okay and let them yes. be okay. Yes, man. Which I still think yeah. is the message today because, again, we just have an <clears throat> issue making it all about Jesus. We don't want to oh, rest, man. according to Hebrews 4, that the finished work is done in Christ. We wow. don't want that. We still want to work. We still want to prove. We still want to do this. And I'm telling you all through this gospel, it is all about everything hinges on him and him alone. And he got That's it. exactly right. It's perfect theology. Peter was the bridge man, right? Between the opposing views of Paul and, and James, the brother of Jesus, right? And the final outcome of the incident was never uncertain. It remains uncertain. I should say, right? So, which is why we have several, you know, Christian views in the old covenant now, right? From the other old covenant now. I just feel like, man, to your point, you said something very profound today. Um, and we're sharing this about letting go. And, 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 you know, again, there has to be a deconstruction, a deprogramming of how I thought, of how we thought. Because there is a tendency to your point for people to revert back to, we've done it, you know, revert back to that old, uh, paradigm of living and talking and, you know, because that, that I'll say like this, the fear of man is the father of religion. Yes. Like yeah, the yeah, opinions yeah. of people. Say that again, the fear of man, which is what the fear of man, the, 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 the fear of man is the father of religion. Come on, man. The fear of other people's perspective, the fear of other people's opinion. Well, you're not saved. You're not a believer. You've lost your way. Greasy you're heretical. Grace, you're wrong. Yeah, greasy grace. You're heretical. You've lost your way. You're full of demons. Blah 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 blah. 
And we far too long have allowed people who are blinded to determine our obedience to God. Come on, man. Right. And and we've always said this, Danny, for years now that the the hallmark of our lives is to hear God and obey. Hear it and obey. Yeah. And it's going to look radical. It's going to look foolish to people who are blind. But but I promise you, if you just hearken unto your the, to the voice of the Lord, which has everything to do with being yielded, which has everything to do with worship. Yeah. Yeah. Going back to worship again. Right. The purpose of us worshiping is to get into a corridor of God's presence to where we can begin to have our hearts begin to turn from stone to flesh that um, allows us now to live. Oh, I feel this thing strong, strong. That leads us into the future. To become, to become the living sacrifice. Yes. I'm alive yes. and dead at the same dead. time. Dead. Absolutely. I am dead to this flesh, but ooh, don't get it twisted. My spirit, man, is one with the Father, one with the Son, and one with the Holy Ghost. No, we were talking earlier, Danny, about uh, how, how we, we can tell by by how people share and talk, right? And and the Lord really, he, he dawned us upon me. I know it sounds really, really ridiculous, but it's the language of the dead. The language of the dead. Remember we were talking about that this morning? Yeah. The language, yeah, yeah. how languages that we could tell, you know, the sound within the you sound. You can of tell the sound of the death. You can tell, and yep. I'm not talking about ears wise. I'm talking about dying. Someone that's dead, that's not living for themselves. That's right. You just that's be right. around them for a second and go, okay, this there's something here. It's a little different. You know what I mean? And sometimes it makes you uncomfortable. Listen, dead people make people alive feel uncomfortable. You know what I mean? Oh, <laughs> listen, I'm hanging up, man. Oh, oh, listen, listen, listen. I guarantee you, some of y'all saw some zombies walking around, and and the right, walking right. dead, y'all be running around. What the heck is happening? That's what. That's what. In the spirit, people are dead in the the flesh, and and that makes people uncomfortable because they want yeah. to will you back into the flesh. They want to filter everything through the eyes of the flesh. And I just gotta read this because uh we just gonna we only gonna get to the, the verse <laughs> 20 here. I'm gonna go so John chapter 4, 19. We left up at 19. I'm gonna say it again. The woman said to him, Sir, I perceive that you are a prophet. Oh Jesus, I don't know if it was a prophetic word. I know it was a word of knowledge that anyone could operate. Jesus was operating in it at the moment. I I I pray that many of that listen can operate as that in that way also. Uh, having words of knowledge uh, for not only for other people, but probably for yourself first. Um, throw a caveat in there. Oh, you said something powerful about the word prophet, right? Yeah. And I begin to do a study on, on that particular time and I won't be long winded with this, but either, either there was the perception of her as him being the prophet. Yeah. Obviously compared to Moses right from the Torah study there was no other prophet outside of Moses now and um and then she deemed him either the prophet outside of Moses or people who were called prophet back then in Jesus's time were considered just gifted people seers yeah just gifted people like just gifted yeah. people and there could have been a perception of her without her completely turning at that point of just seeing Jesus as just really gifted which is why she called him a prophet. Yeah, right? and I and I and I and I agree with that because it's just two perspectives. Not, no, yeah. no, no, no. Yeah. And I agree with that perspective of it because we know at this moment she's not fully persuaded until like four chapters later. And until she has really encountered what he's talking about, right? And until he yeah. reveals himself. That's so exactly right. There is a level of uh 
she understands that he has a gift. He has revealed yes. some things. But I think she, because the next verse, here, verse 20 it tells is. you what she's thinking, right? Verse 20, she go ahead. Say, you, what you're gonna you know, say? I was going to say, to your, before you say that, to your point, her perspective of him being a prophet didn't lead to her perspective of him being a messianic figure, the 100%, Messiah. 100%. It there did not. It led right into religion. That's right. So you know she thought he was gifted, but this is what the next verse. Our fathers worshipped on this mountain. What does that have to do with what just happened? Like, I, I'm <laughs> I'm always curious. She is so still stuck on, yep. like, I'm going to prove that I have a gift too. See this, but we don't even know what's happening here. She's seen some gifts coming out of him. This happens to all of us, man. When we see somebody gifted, we want to go ahead and talk gifted too, man. And I think for her, she just started, she had a, a, a level of Torah. She really did. She did. And and yeah. I think I think I think she just want to let him know I got I got some stuff too, you know what I mean? Because because he's just showed a great gift of knowledge, and she's she's wild by that. But she's like she comes out and like our fathers worship on this mountain, and you Jews say that in Jerusalem is the place where you ought to worship. Now I, I before we go to where I really want to land because we already talked about where we want to land. I just want to <laughs> deal with what something that you said earlier. I want to deal with our father's worship on this mountain. Cause I think when we hear that we don't understand the severity of what she's still trying to convince Jesus. Do you understand now that she got a, now you think about this. She got an ear of a Jew. You said earlier, longest conversation mm -hmm. Jesus had with anybody that's recorded. She has an audience. Of course she believes what she believes and she want him to believe what she believes. You know what I mean? So there is, there is some, I, I see your gifting, and I don't know what's going through her mind. It could be like, hey, I, we, we need you in the Samaritan world, so come on over. Let me just show <laughs> you how important we are, right? It could be like, hey, we need that gift over here. You know what I mean? All yeah. those things could be going through her mind. But I believe what she's staying in that is Deuteronomy. She's really, really holding on to Deuteronomy 11, um, 26, and then we're going to get to a little bit of 12, and, and Mike, stop me at any time. I just got to read context so we can understand 100%. how she really is looking at, like, trying to, I, I, when I read this uh, the last couple of days, Mike, I'm like, she's trying to convince Jesus, man. She's really trying to convince Jesus. Uh, Come well, be a Samaritan, Jesus. Because <laughs> I'm showing she... you that you're different than I am. But I, you, we got some stuff going on over here that are good. Go ahead. No, she was indoctrinated. She was entrenched. She, she knew she her stuff, man. She, she right. knew her like, stuff. For, in other words, this can't be. This is too good to be true. Because I know what I know over here. You uh, just read my mail. You, you 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 knew my past, Jesus. You you know my my present. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on. Let me tell I mean, you what I know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Let me and, show you what that, I know. But see, the, see, this is the point though, and I want you to read this. The prophetic disrupts. See, the apostolic and prophetic disrupts your pathway, your ideology. Come, Come on, it comes <laughs> in. It, it's such a knife in the it heart is. of religion. Yes. It really is. I mean, it's it's it's. Be careful what you ask for. Many people say, "God, we need a prophetic apostolic movement." And then what we don't understand that that Come movement on, is on the shoulders of humans. And when you meet those humans. Those humans would disrupt your whole life. Don't ask for something that you're not ready for. 
She did ask for water or a well. Come on, man. She asked for this water. If you're not water. ready for living water. water, don't ask for it because when I <laughs> when I display it to you, like again, we have all these prayers. God, move in my life. I want to move in you. God, sure. I've been praying that you revive what happens, and I want you to. Sure. And he's like, "All right, I'm going to show you that you got to die to everything that you know." Huh? Come on, Dave. And not only that, I'm going to speak through the word of the prophet to say, "Die to everything you know." And yep, he's like, everything what? You know. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. You mean I yeah. gotta let go of what? Do you understand That's how right. important this mountain is? Do you understand what God said about us? Do you understand like we are the other side of Jordan? We are that other side of Jordan. Every time you read the story of Jordan that they crossed over, they crossed over to us. Do you understand how Come important on, we man. are? Come and on, you man. talk about I have she had documented proof that she's standing at the right place. Yeah. But yeah. the proof was standing right in front of her. Oh, Come, on, Come on, man. Come on. The proof, the proof came alive. Uh, yes. Let me just read it. Let me just, because we're going to run Read it. Read it first. Read it first. Read it first. 11, 26 says, behold, I set before you today blessing and cursing. Like, I have read this. I'm, a, I'm not lying. Like, probably hundreds of times out of context, because I have done that so many times in my life. And I have never read this in correlation to this story, which, again, this is one of the beauties about these podcasts is, is God putting the whole thing together. So here it says, blessing, Christian, the blessing, if you obey the commandments that the Lord, your God, which I command you today. Now we can see the readings of these blessings and curses. And somebody that wants to go to the deep dive, like I did not because I'm some special, just because I'm a nerd like that. Deuteronomy 27 and Joshua eight are both the blessings and the curses that they talking about. Verse 28. And the curse of you do not obey the commandments of the Lord. Your God, but turn aside from the way which I command you today to go after other gods which you have no, not, not known. Not it, uh, now it shall be, verse 29, when the Lord your God has brought you into the land which you go to possess, that you shall put the blessings on Mount Gerizim. Mm -hmm. Where is she at with Jesus? Mm -hmm. At Mount Gerizim. Mm -hmm. And the curse at Mount Ebal, which is the one right in front of it. So mm -hmm. two mountains face each other. One actually gonna, that one, that mount was that mount was actually taller than the mountain that she was on. But they thought that mountain that she was on, Garrison, was higher, although it yes. was not physically it, taller. Yes. So she's like, so he, so she's, so in her mind, she's thinking Deuteronomy, we're the blessing mountain. Do yeah. you understand? Are they not on the other side of Jordan? Towards the setting of the sun, the land of the Canaanites who dwell in the land of opposites, Gilgal beside. So this is when you cross the Jordan. But when, for verse 31, for you will cross over to Jordan and go into the possessed the land which the Lord your God is giving you. She's saying the land that God gave us is Mount Gerizim. Jesus, uh -huh. the Jew, I'm about to give you this, man. I'm about to get, you got to come over. You, we know what we're talking about. Look at verse 12. These are the statutes of the judgments which you shall be, uh, chapter 12, verse 1, that you shall be uh, careful to observe in the land which the Lord God, your Father, is giving you to possess. Again, that land is Mount Gerizim. And you shall early destroy all the places where the nations which you shall um, dispo, uh, dispossess serve their gods. 
on the high mountains and on the hills, under every green tree, and you shall destroy their altars, rake down the sacred pillars, burn their wooden images with fire, and you shall cut down the carved images of their gods and destroy their names from the place, and you shall not worship the Lord your God with such things, but you shall seek the place where the Lord your God chooses out of all your tribes to put his name for his dwelling place. And there you shall go, and there shall you take your burnt offerings. You, you shall just not listen. This is something so powerful because, listen, with, with worship, there's this offerings, there's laying down our lives, there's bringing things to worship. <laughs> so here, that's another time for another day, but I'm going to read it anyway. There you shall take your burnt offerings, your sacrifice, your tithes, your heave offerings, of your hands, your vowed offerings, your free will offerings, and the firstborn of your herds and the flocks. And there you shall eat before the Lord your God, and you shall rejoice in all to which you have put in your hands, and you and your household in which the Lord God has blessed you. And you shall not at all do as we are doing here today, every man doing whatever is right in his own eyes. For as yet you have not come to the rest. And the inheritance which the Lord your God has given you. But when you cross over the Jordan and dwell in the land which the Lord your God has given you to inherit, he gives you rest from all your enemies round about so that you dwell in safety. And there, where is there? Mount Garrison. There, Mount Garrison will be the place where the Lord your God chose, chooses to make his name abide. And there you shall bring all that I command you, your burnt offerings, your sacrifices, your tithes, your heave offerings, and of your hands and all your choices offerings, which to bow to the Lord. And you shall rejoice before the Lord your God and your sons and your daughters, your male and female servants, and the Levite who is within your gates, since he has no portion, no inheritance with, with, with you. Take heed to yourself that you do not offer your burnt offerings in every place that you see. Woo! Meaning, don't worship everywhere. Worship where I'm telling you to worship. And where I'm telling you to worship is Mount Garrison. So when she's <laughs> talking, she's not talking out of school, right? This is where people well, got to get it understand it. Go ahead, go ahead. Well, that's why I said she's theologically astute. She 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 knows she knows what she knows right now. Again, there's there's there is there is there is no recognition at all of what David did in Jerusalem, what Solomon has done, what Zerubbabel did with re uh, rebuilding, right, or what Herod did, right, of embellishing the temple, right. Yeah. There's no recognition of that at all from her, at all. So you're absolutely right. So, but Jesus comes in. And he says, both Jerusalem and Mount Gerasim are both obsolete. In other words, the word. <laughs> he's going, he's going, no, 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 no. I, I, yeah. You thinking you're holding on to this. And I don't even know we're going to get there because I, 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 you're 100% correct. Well, yeah. No, don't be sorry. We're going to hit that <laughs> next week. I, I want to hit that. I want to hit this next part because it's here. Our fathers worship on the mountains. I wanted to get to where, where where she's coming from, but then she she bring she brings race into this, and she brings she she highlights that he's a Jew. Now she already knows he's a Jew. And he says, "You Jews say that in Jerusalem, in this place, is where you ought to worship." 
Oh. Well, go ahead. Yeah, I want to say before you get to race, even before we get to (laughs) spill the beans. But when you when you talk about what she's talking about here, she's still so focused on a place, and he is transcending that. Like, but I think I think we focus on a place. That's where I'm going. This, 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 go ahead. That's go where ahead. I'm going. Go ahead. No, that's that's no, that's where exactly where I'm going. That's exactly where I'm going. We he's to so this, much to this day, to this day, yeah. do the same thing that she's doing, and then we look at her like we're different than her. But we do that's the exactly same right. thing. We look yes, at we a do. place. We look at a culture. We look at a group of people. We look at race. We look at all that in order to engage God in what we think worship is. Because remember, well, we said earlier in the in the, in the early pod. That worship is greater than songs, though it it has songs. Songs is the avenue, right? But it's well, greater than that. It's greater than sermons. It's go, go ahead, go ahead. No, I was gonna say no. No, I think I think we become preference driven more than presence driven. A hundred percent. And 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 music is more attractive than worship is. Let me say that again. Mm. M- music is more attractive than what real worship is actually. See, yeah. We're attracted to music more than we in the more than we are the God of worship, Danny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because your cause, point, because we live so in the flesh realm, which was she was at. Remember, God. Yeah, Jesus is trying to get into spiritual worship. She's still trying to get to natural worship. This is the way we worship here. This is what worship means to me. Now we, we we're not even gonna get. We don't even have time to get into the word worship. <laughs> we'll do that next week because the word worship is the intimate word, right? To your point yeah. of what you talk about, right? Yeah. He's trying to get her to some spiritual intimacy. She's doing the flesh and sees it as a as a fleshly act, right? Mm. And he's like, "I'm trying to take you from the flesh to the spirit, but yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna begin to take it." So next week we'll hit the definition of what worship here in this context means because it's a very intimate word. He's trying to bring it to some spiritual intimacy, but she's too stuck. Like we are stuck with. We it's so hard for us to engage the things of the spirit because we're so flesh driven, and you said it right. We're so preference driven that we can't recognize the presence of God. I know this sounds judgmental, and I don't mean to say it judgmental. I'm saying it for myself. Sometimes we can't recognize the presence of God if it smacks us in our face because we're so caught up with the nuances of the flesh. Like we walk into well, a room, everything is carnal to us. Were they playing the style of music that I like? Is that banjo music being played? Is that it? And we got all these things that we're working through our brain, and our spirit man is crying out, just, just, just surrender. I couldn't agree more. It's, it's, it has nothing to do with the spirit, right? Is, is it the sound of music? It's the type of music that I like, right? And it's all we, we, what we've done is we've heralded our preferences over the presence of the Lord. Right, the presence of the Lord is secondary compared to our preference, uh, or our prejudices. <laughs> right, we were prejudiced to a certain sound, to how the stage should look, right, to the dimming of the lights and the smoke machines, and basically, we become more production centric than present centric. A thousand percent, and I, I'm gonna say this: this is some of the words that I have used in the past. So ooh, I have rebuked ooh. myself. So if, if it rebukes you, then receive the rebuke. But I rebuke myself because, you know, we, we, we got trained. We got trained in this, Mike. We've got trained to saying, well, I didn't feel God there. Well, what are you talking about? Right. You didn't feel God there. Right. I thought you carried God with you. I right. thought God is in you. I thought you commune with God all the time. Right. And so what we're really meaning is saying it didn't tickle my flesh. 
So I didn't feel the God of my flesh. And hold up, and hold up. Where did God tell the prophet in the Old Testament? I don't come in the wind. I'm not coming in fire. I'm not coming in an earthquake. But come I'm on, coming man. in a still small voice. Come on, man. Come on, man. <laughs> and, and we got to deal with the fact that we say those terminology. We say that a lot in Christendom. Well, I didn't feel God. I didn't feel God on that preacher. I didn't feel And I'm like, what are you talking about? Like, what are you? First of all, you, you're hanging on your feelings. Second of all, right? God is beyond your flesh. You know what I mean? If the, and again, we do this and I've done this. So I'm not saying, I'm saying stuff that I have done. And maybe I'm the only one that I've done it. And so I've gone to places and go, oh man, that's not my style of music. And since it was not my style, I couldn't get in. So, yeah, but I think that that's a babe immature way of looking at worship. Now, yeah. I believe a mature way of looking at worship and thank the Lord for growth. Because I don't care what kind of music you talk about my Jesus and you could be banjo in it and I'm going to worship Jesus. Look at you could be in Walmart and hip hop and rap, hip, 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 hop, don't stop. You could be doing all that. And it says, Jesus, I'm there to engage Jesus. Right. I go beyond now. You know, I was just at a place this week and it, it was all religious. I'm gonna be honest, a thousand percent. And when worship started, it was it literally was mad religious. I went, I, I literally stepped back into like a time zone of where I was 30 years ago, 40 years ago, maybe 40 now. And I told my flesh, oh, you're going to engage God. I don't care. I don't want you to look at the drummer. I don't want you to look at the, the worship person up there. I don't want you to even listen to what style of music they're playing. I want you to let the Lord know how much he means. And I went past all that. And it was so beautiful because I just got lost in him, right? Because I didn't let the things around me and the environment around me dictate on how I was going to commune with God at that moment. And if you can't do that, listeners, just dismiss yourself and walk out the, out the facility. Because <laughs> I've done that too. I'm, I'm going to be 100% career. That better if, if you're going to live in judgment and you can't because it's so bad. Because there are places that you and I have walked out of. Of course. Um, because of course. you just can't stand it. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and yeah. what we can't stand is not, uh, just to be 100% honest, what we can't stand is not that someone's not trying to engage God. What we can't stand is somebody flat out living in the flesh. Right? <laughs> and only wanting to engage you in the flesh. And it's like this atmosphere is so carnal that I'd rather be, uh, uh, I'm going to get emails on this. I'd rather be in a Jay-Z concert, to be honest with you. <laughs> I've said that before. 100%. <laughs> and then, then that mess that they be putting out. You know what I'm saying? Because it's just carnal. If, if I'm going to be in carnal stuff, I might as well go to the best. You know what I mean? <laughs> I'd rather go to the best than be in that mess. You know what I mean? Yeah, so I, 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 I believe in atmospheres. I certainly believe in atmospheres. And, and that's another podcast for another day about atmospheres and, and setting atmospheres when, around a corporate setting. Um, but but if you cannot engage what Danny did as far as like being able to lock in in the midst of an environment that's dead, then just remove yourself from the dead environment. Then without judging, just remove yourself yeah. from the environment. Yeah, don't don't get into judgment. Don't get into shaming. Just say, hey, this is not for me, man. And again, the, that's the walk. You know, I I I was telling Mike today, I am I am not as bold yet as Paul. I can't look at some folks and go, you just flat out carnal. Now that's Paul, that's Paul's words, and it, if I was if I was next to Paul, that, 
Mm. Well, I could say I got pushed back. I could say if I was in the Holy Ghost, <laughs> exactly. I'm exactly. Saying, I guess I've said if, I, if, I, if I'm in yeah. the Holy Ghost, yes, I will say it if I'm in the Holy Ghost. But if I'm in my flesh, I can't say it just to say it. But Paul, yeah, you're not being mispirited, not being yeah, Paul, Paul yeah. would just flat out slicing people and say, "You just carnal. You a baby yeah. in Christ. You got nothing." To... And so, you know, we got to understand there's a level of maturity issues with this stuff, man. But I think what she was looking at him when she's like, "You Jew," she flat out just looked at him as a race, as a group of people. I'm like, "You different than I am," and I'm gonna yeah. keep that difference, right? And a lot of times we do that. Can we be honest here in this podcast, y'all? Mike and I are people of color, and we know this. I have been. I'm going to say me. I'm going to let Mike talk for himself, but I do know Mike because I've been with him. So I have been to places sometimes and go, oh, this dollar. You know, and I have got caught up in the style thing because, you know, um, and it's weird for me that I've heard groups of people. I've had friends that says that goes to a, 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 uh, whatever that means, a white church, right, playing integrity music. And because there's not an organ being played, they can't feel God. Now, vice versa is the same way. I've had white friends go to churches that are predominantly black and they're playing organ music and they can't get in because it's not integrity music. All of those are preferences. Yeah. That has nothing to do with what's happening. And we yeah. are elevating culture and preferences, pref preferences over to the presence of God and engaging God. And yeah. engage in a different group of people that will engage God because I think God still uses culture sometimes, but it's not limited to the culture. It's not limited to the brand. It's not limited to the style. God is bigger than that. Just because God uses that style and he uses you to sing that style doesn't mean that he's limited to your style. Listen, I yeah. got newsflash. Listen, when we get together in this world and we all glorifying Jesus and, and, and the new king, we're not all just going to do hip hop. There is a no. variety of music, right? There, there is different styles that he has, and I think sometimes we get caught up in this culture wars, and then we bring that into a, a spiritual mindset, and we 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 think that it's the spirit, man. Oh, I can't get in. I could engage. No, that was your flesh. You just don't like black gospel music. You don't like integrity hosanna music. You like an organ with your music with with drums. Yeah. Yep. This I think the 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 seek is where the issue is because the seek is the seeking of the heart of God. I'm not seeking after a sound of music. I'm seeking after a sound of heaven, and the sound of heaven transcends the sound of music. Come on, man. See, it's the sound within the sound that I'm looking for. Is there a cry? Is there a longing? Is there a desperation for the things of God, the Spirit of God, the heart of God? More so than I have to hear my favorite song for me to engage ever and lift in my hands. Because the reality is that the purpose of worship is not for you to lift your hands. The purpose of worship is for you to have a heart change. Yeah, <laughs> a surrendered heart. Can a my heart be heart. lifted up more so than my hands? Right? Your hands can be lifted yeah. and your heart not be lifted. And so the purpose of worship is to be getting to engage the heart of God so that the heart of God can begin to get in your heart. Yeah. Right? And so it's not predicated off of a sound. Yeah, right. Yeah. Or a certain music team or a certain style. Right. I think to your point, we esteem the style above the substance. And the substance is the glory of God that will change and revolutionize my life, yeah. my life for the rest of yeah, my yeah. life. <laughs> and if you walk in the spirit, you don't fulfill the lust of the flesh. And the Holy yeah. Spirit will right away tell you, 
Oh, that's you. That's your flesh. That's yeah. your flesh. These are my children. They love me. Right? The heart of and, God. And again, like Mike said, sometimes babies are too much. And if babies are going nuts and you don't want to hear them yelling and cry, then walk out. Walk you out. Know? But walk if, out. if they there and, and they doing their stuff and you feel like, man, I can press through, I can press through. If you engage your heart and your spirit and really listen to the, what the Holy Spirit is desiring of you at that moment, because he may just have you sit and shut up and just look and observe, you know, whatever yeah. he has you to do, you do. I think it's that's exactly living a life, right. Living a life of the spirit and being obedient to the spirit. But we don't, we, again. See, see can I say something too? Go ahead. Can I yeah, say yeah. something too? I think I've been in moments, I've done this actually, um, where I've been in an environment, um, whether it be high in worship or, or, or not, or what have you, or not, let me say not, where I've had my eyes open and just like just been in, in, in meditation with my eyes open. But there's been a perception of me that I'm not in the spirit. Well, no, mm -hmm. that doesn't mean that at all. I'm, I'm, I'm in the spirit. I'm just observing the moment, right? I'm in my own world with God doing our thing right now. And, and, and I think too often, too many times, we have focused on the outcome more so than the outcome naturally, externally. Yeah. More so yeah. the outcome internally. If that makes sense. Oh, a thousand percent. A thousand percent. Again, we're yeah. looking at it through St. Fatini's eyes, right? I know so much I'm not going to let go, but you, you're different than I. And I love what we're going to talk about next week because Jesus brings it all together and say, no, both your people and my people got it all wrong. And I'm about, you know, so hopefully we land in the plane um, a little bit next week on, mm. on this story mm. we may have two or three more weeks left in this uh we, we may not we might we not make it we may not get out of verse 21 next week so uh thank you for hanging in there with us and, and man this is stuff that uh hopefully this is a blessing to you hopefully that you're learning and growing we really i really felt that when i was reading this when she called out to jews that we got to call that out in us man that that separating and 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 seeing things from cultural point of view race point of view and it's like if we can just engage the heart of god you know that's one of the things i'm looking forward to our worship sunday together it's just uh man if, if, if not for anything we're going to get together to engage the heart of god and whatever happens happen and whatever he he desires from us going he's going to get and um we grow from that we live we leave a little debtor to the flesh and a little bit more mature in the spirit I think it's one of the great hurdles for for believers. Um, I don't even think sin is the greatest hurdle. I think one of the greatest hurdles actually is transitioning out of the flesh into the spirit. Yeah. Right. Out of the flesh into the spirit. Because sometimes we interpret the flesh to be the spirit. Yes. And, and it's not. It's just not, right? And And begin to have... Um, it's almost like uh, Eli had Samuel sleep next to the Ark of the Covenant, right? The Bible says that Eli, uh, Samuel slept by the Ark of the Covenant. The Ark of the Covenant represented the presence of God. Yeah. He was training Samuel's ear and his eyes and his body to be connected with the Spirit of God. And I think that's one of the things that, that our heart's desire is for people in the earth is to be able to transition out of the flesh into the Spirit. Yeah. Right? Living and, in the Spirit. And set a table... For folks to connect with God in the spirit. That's right. That's right. We, we're gonna set the table. You eat if you if you like. 
Um, but that's that's <laughs> our hearts, man. Really, our hearts in, in the wave is to set the table. Yeah. To see uh, to see the fire of the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Flow through our lives and flow through the world. Yes. And, and so, you know, when we get together, it's just setting the table. That's it's it. Setting the table. That's and, it. And uh, you know, be careful what you ask for. If you want oh. to live in water, you know, I'll leave you. I'll, that's my last admit. Be careful if you want to live in water. Hold on. It comes in as water and it, it goes down as wine. Come on, man. <laughs> Come on, man. Come on, man. Come on, I'm man. so full of joy right now. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's intoxicating. <laughs> It comes in as water and it goes down as water. Intoxication make you do some crazy stuff. That's exactly you gotta let right, it all man. go. You got to let it all go. We love you guys, man. Uh, next week, yeah. we'll, we'll tackle this and more, man. Uh, shalom and Maranatha. Christ, we believe in you coming. Come. Establish your kingdom in Jesus' name. Thank you for listening to this podcast from The Wave Ministries. Visit thewavecolumbus.com for more information.